Root beer, yummy stuff. Put it in your mouth, yeah, it's tough. Root beer, root beer, so fine. Make you mine, root beer divine. Sir, is, is there a left or a right? Chord is usually on the left side, so go ahead and just throw that one on there. All right, everybody, welcome back to Back to the Roots. I'm Carter. This is your go-to podcast for unsolicited conversation. I'm here with Nathan Jones. You may have heard of him from episode one when he was on with Mac Mullins. We talked about anime. And <laughs> we... <laughs> and then we had... And I talked about like hiking and living in the woods. Yeah, because Josh hiked for like a living, basically. I'm into that weed stuff. <sighs> Today we are drinking Sioux City Sarsaparilla, yeah. which is supposed to be some of the best that there is. Um, Nathan, just so you know. You want to be up on that mic when you talk. And when you turn to talk to Josh, try to keep talking into it. This is like microphone. This? Yeah, this is microphone 101 for uh, non-microphone users at home. Are these twist-offs? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, both, we're both struggling over here. I'm such a good host. They actually, it looks like they are threaded, but it's whatever. I'm going to oh. do that trick where I take a chip out of your table by trying to open my roof here. <laughs> Matt would probably not be happy. Very nice. So I want to start off this episode with a new segment that I have created called This or That. And basically all that is, this or that, for the listeners at home, is going to be, I give you guys just a scenario and you choose. You're going to be this or you're going to be that. So I've asked this specific one of my friends a lot recently. Uh, You are A, either a quadriplegic or B, a human-sized spider. For the rest of your life, you're one of these two. Which one do you go with and why? Human-sized spider? Yeah. So like no, you're that, a large that, that was spider. my answer. I said okay, it questioningly, okay. but that was my answer. Okay, why? Why not a I mean, quadriplegic? Why not be just wheeled around in a wheelchair? What's wrong with that? I mean, really both. I mean, <laughs> I like the idea that comes with spider is that you gain spider powers. I know. The wall crawling, the... It's pretty sick. Or stick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the content we come to Back to the Roots for. This is what keeps bringing people back. Yeah, I feel like human-sized spider, because it's like Spider-Man without the man. Yeah. So yeah. Spider-Man And the man, and the man the was always the weakest part of Absolutely. Spider-Man. Yeah, it's his emotion. I feel like just in general, superheroes' greatest weakness is their emotion. Would your, would your brain also be that of a spider? Or like, do you still have your brain? I was wondering that too, but with like mm. life's man. I feel like you'd probably have like combined. So you'd have the spider's instincts and knowledge, you know? But I wonder what that would feel like. Because like spiders have an exoskeleton. So I wonder if you feel all mushy inside. How does that work? You're the science guy. You went to school for science. <laughs> uh, a little bit lacking on exoskeleton knowledge. Uh, what do they teach you in medical school? <laughs> Not exoskeletons. <laughs> Not there yet. But Not there yet. That's uh, in the fifth year. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just feels so gushy on the inside. But we're the opposite, which actually feels weird because like muscles are just clinging on. I mean, like, we develop them like cars and planes or, you know. D- loosely defined could be exoskeletons not exactly <laughs> unless you like define them to like a humanoid exoskeleton our cars are just empty exoskeletons that's trippy 
So, okay. Uh, we talked about it some before the podcast. We went out to Dave's Hot Chicken. Quality food. Big fan. Um, but we talked about it some there, but I want to talk about it on the podcast because I talked about it with Sam and Carter briefly a couple episodes ago. Avatar 2 did come out. Josh, we saw it mm-hmm. together. What were your thoughts on this? Nathan has not seen it. If you want to create a BS review, feel free to go for it. I want to hear Nathan's full in-depth review of Avatar 2 right now. I want to hear it, Nathan. I want to hear you talk for 30 seconds on It was Avatar. long. Um, there was a lot of water involved. Um, and they had like a very similar story, like dancing with wolves. I thought he said he hadn't seen it. <laughs> Wait, did they copy dances with wolves? The first one did. I'm just assuming. This I, <laughs> can we back up? Cause I actually really like that movie dances with wolves. I cried. Have you seen it? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. You should, you but, should but you're sick of the story already. <laughs> no, just that's the reference I've always heard. And I, I mean, it's, the reference of like that story, like style, is mm. kind of like across time. Like it's not like a hard thing to comprehend. Yeah, I've actually I like heard colonialism a, is basically this like that's it's all the colonialism angle. Yeah, which James Cameron is definitely championing. Okay, um, uh, but Josh, <laughs> I almost called you Micah, and I don't know why. I understand, bro. My, my thoughts, bro, bro. How was the movie, bro? Bro, how was Avatar? Bro. Bro. Um, For those of you you wondering why Carter became so cool all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, We left the movie with the initial impression of those avatars say the word bro a lot. I think James Cameron just learned the word. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was this cool, yeah, from his grandkids and thought it was this cool modern slang. Man, those avatars. I felt like the avatars had been colonized, which I guess maybe that's the whole Dancing with Wolves thing. But the weird thing, though, too, is that like Jake Sully, the main character... Never he, says bro He once. never <laughs> says bro. So it's not like... It's his kids that say it a lot. So it's just like, where did they get this word from? Anyway. Yeah. No, so... Okay, what else aside from that, though? Because, like, yeah, that was weird. It felt a little out of touch. But... Um, the movie was supposed to come out like four years ago or something, wasn't it? <laughs> That's true. But were people saying bro a lot four years ago? I really never thought this one was going to come out. I really didn't think it would. Because um, I heard, you know, for years that it was going to come out. And it was just like, and then it kept getting pushed back. I'm just like, it's never going to happen. But I was not. I, I liked the first one, but the second one, this one just didn't hit for me. It was, it, I felt like the writing was just really poor, to be honest. Visually stunning. I will give it that. I feel like that's all can, that can be said about the movie. Visually stunning. I felt like it was Avatar 1 exactly, beat for beat, again. Except this time, instead of Jake joining the... Jake learning the ways of the forest Avatar, Jake learns the ways of the water Avatar. See, okay, that's that's actually one of the reasons that I didn't like it too, was in the first one... This is me and Alien movies in general. The first Avatar... It's like you're going onto a new planet and you're discovering this alien, this new alien civilization with the humans. And it's like, it's cool because you're discovering it with them. And that's what I really like about alien movies is when you enter it, it's why I liked Arrival so much because you were learning about the aliens as the humans were too. And there was so much in the unknown, um, which Avatar 1 generally hit. And then Avatar 2 is just like, it wasn't that anymore. It was just like it became normal, and that so the whole alien angle lost its its punch for me, its value. You know, 
I was bummed. That was deep, bro. 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 I think that's always like the problem, though, right? Like, it's always hard to, like, with Stranger Things as well. Like, that first arc is always like the best, and it's yeah. really hard to beat once you kind of know what it is. Mm-hmm. You can never really get like that magic back of like what is. Like, you know what the thing is, but you don't, you haven't been introduced to it in context yet. Yeah. So there's always that excitement of, that's why I really love Twin Peaks. I'm going to segue into Twin Peaks here. Because Twin Peaks, like, draws that out for so long that I, I enjoy that aspect. It takes so long to figure out what's going on. But What is Twin Peaks about? Oh, boy. Uh, Josh, have you seen Twin Peaks? I've seen the first season plus two episodes. Yeah, I think... I think I watch a couple more episodes every time Nathan's in town. Yeah. It's it's basically it's like a detective story is the simplified version and then it gets into I guess you could say like loosely like paranormal events or hmm. what have you. Uh maybe the closest genre. Oh, you haven't seen X-Files either though. But like that would probably be like the closest <laughs> genre like you could maybe put it in it's kind of like dancing with wolves (laughs) (laughs) the only the only thing i have to compare the only context the only thing that have given me any clue of what twin peaks is like is the ripoff episode of twin peaks on psych called dual spires (laughs) (laughs) and i don't think it's even kind of maybe it's kind of close i don't know i found it very entertaining but that's the only context i have i've been meaning to start it Kind of. It's very slow. So like yeah. it some people have a hard time with it. And it's definitely like it's a nineteen nineties, I think. So it's definitely like made of that. It's very nineties. It's very nineties. <laughs> I love nineties. I'm actually, I mean I'm a huge fan. Oh, you might like it. Yeah, that's I, I really enjoy like the whole setup and how long it takes for them to do anything for a long time and like I just it's it's nice. Is it a build? Is it like a tense build or it, is it a little bit. But then like every it just like adds another layer like every couple episodes as you're still building and you're not even sure what you're building to and at the end you might not appreciate what you built to but you like the journey was why we did this so (laughs) the real story was the friends we made along the way speaking of aliens in foreign land (laughs) (laughs) what a powerful transition i know uh you guys were both the only thing I knew that we could talk about for sure on this was the fact that you were both missionary kids and you grew up in foreign countries. Was it at the same time? Were you guys like growing up simultaneously? In Did we age at the same rate? Is that what you were asking? <laughs> yes, Me and Nathan grew up at the same time. <laughs> um, we So I don't remember. How long were you in? I, mean, I feel like a little bit of a fake MK. I was there... Three and a half years. It's a good amount of time. Third through sixth grade. I want to establish too. We ran into this last time Josh and I talked. If there's anything you're not allowed to say, don't say it. Unless, yeah, just don't. Anyway, because yeah, Josh, you were in China and Nathan was in India. Okay. Not Indonesia. It was India. It was India. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but were you guys like both over there at the same time? Was there overlap? Like, obviously, you didn't see each other over there. <laughs> obviously. We're both in Asia. Both, yeah, that's both, yeah, Asia. both in Asia. What, you guys didn't see each other? You're both in Asia. Come on. So I was there from like four to 14 and a half. Um, obviously, there was a couple of long trips back to the U.S. Um, when 
you probably would overlap at some point in there. Yeah, for sure. Whenever third through sixth grade is, I have yeah. no idea. What I, oh, I'm also like, I'm homeschooled, so I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what is grade? <laughs> is that a homeschool thing? Because I'm in the same boat. I don't know what grades are. Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm sure there's like the others who are like the homeschoolers who are like high IQ and like, oh yeah, I passed that like five times and like and was in college by 15, but that wasn't me. There are those homeschoolers. Yes. We don't talk about them. So you guys did have overlap. You were on the same continent at the same time. Yes. In theory. So. I still remember the first time I saw Nathan. Our airplanes. His was going east. Ours going west. We turned our heads and locked eyes and screamed in panic as the airplanes were that close. That's why I made that up. Yes, I guess. How do you, do you feel three and a half years? Did you feel like it kind of changed your like personal like family culture uh, um, much or like how you viewed things? Excuse I, me, Nathan. I'm going to fix your mic while you answer. I've always attributed a lot of my family closeness to that. I think it's that when you when when we moved, my family was the only people that spoke the same language, so you kind of had to be close because you couldn't make any other friends. Carter just did something with a knife by my face. That's cool. <laughs> Get closer to the mic. Stop backing up. What was the question? I was distracted. Nathan, what was your question to Josh? I like how it's like his family culture or like perception of culture changed potentially by growing mm -hmm. up overseas. And he said the closeness of that yeah. was that was interesting to me when I remember coming back to the U.S. when I could because in India there's a lot of different languages that can be spoken, mm -hmm. um, and so I used to be able to understand a little bit. But even like in India, the culture I was around was main uh, was it different people group and they spoke a different language. So I was around a lot of different ones. And so I used to understand a little bit, but I never really got to speaking. Um, so then coming back to the U.S., I remember being really weird to like feel like you were eavesdropping on everybody. Because like, I was like, oh, I understand. Like everyone, I understand the guys talking in the corner. I understand people who are walking by me and they're talking. And I'm like, oh, I understand everything that's going on. That's really weird. Was there just like, was it chaos then when you were overseas? Like just like, because there's all the noise of people talking, but you didn't know what anybody was saying really? I think in some ways, um, you 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 can be surprised that like in context of like if you're trying to get like a like a taxi ride or something, or there's context of like that position is known, mm -hmm. and so and then a lot of like with facial expressions and body language, you can understand like I am giving you money to go to this location, like so things like that are not as hard maybe as you might think. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, it's hard to like have. We, we, I, I mean, I guess as a younger kid, I didn't really notice it with friendships as much because like, I guess you, maybe you just do more like you do soccer. We played a lot of soccer. Um, we'd play video games or stuff like that. And like, you don't need to necessarily have strong interpersonal people like talking to, to do those things. You can do them pretty well without those things. Right. And you can feel really close. So then as you get older, uh, maybe you don't necessarily develop that depth of friendship unless like you start speaking the same language. So did you actually pick up one of the languages at all? Um, I used to understand a little bit of like Devehi and I used to understand like a tiny bit of Malayalam, I think it was. Um, the Devehi was what I was around more. 
Um, and I usually went along with like facial expressions because there's like, yes, is raising your eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Please repeat. <laughs> but Josh, you picked up you picked up some Chinese or Mandarin when you were over there, right? Because I mean, I spent when I spent Christmas with you guys, like your family was. They just switch when you're around. They do. Like, <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what's happening. I don't think I'm in trouble. Uh, I was really impressed. Like your mom's like inflections and stuff was pretty good. Yeah, my my parents both. I mean, they wouldn't admit it, but they <clears throat> were near fluent by the end. What well, felt like near fluent by the end of their time there. Like they could get around anywhere and talk to anyone. Wow. I never really. I wish I had dedicated more of my time as a kid into the importance of the language, but I didn't. So pretty much everything I know was because I minored in Mandarin in college. Did your friends speak English? Like your your Chinese friends, did they speak English so you guys could communicate that way? Or my no, I went to an international school. Okay. So everyone, the school was taught in English. Gotcha. And that's where like a lot of my close friends were. But then we had all the neighborhood kids that we'd go out and play with. And it was like Nathan was saying where we didn't share the language at all. <laughs> we just, I don't know, mess around in the playground and point to stuff. And climb trees and fall out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that story. <laughs> the Twitties are very good at hurting themselves. Very, very good at hurting themselves, based on what I've picked up over the last few months. But surviving. Oh, yeah. No, you guys are great survivors, but you push the limits. Let's put it in that category. But you broke your arm when you were over there, right? Yeah, I don't think the story itself is that exciting, because, well, <laughs> it was just like me in a tree, and I yelled at my parents, uh hey, watch this. And I jumped and grabbed a branch and swung and then fell off and landed on my arm. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but it is fun because my parents do have that, the, the shot, like the photo of me grabbing right onto the branch moments before it's beautiful. falling on myself. It's a yeah. truly horrifying I mean, moment. kind of had like a similar story except it was on concrete. I was, oh. I was climbing the house and I was jumping to this ledge. You were climbing a house. Yeah, I climbed out of my house in India all the time because the way they're built, they're a lot more like square. Okay. And they have a lot of, like a lot of their, this is where we were. I don't know if it's like broadly across India, but in the south yeah. or yeah, south where we were. I wish I grew up in India. I would have loved it. We have a, you have a lot of like uh ledges that are there if you fall out because the house the uh, roof is flat on top so they have just out. ledges so if you're climbing the house and, and you, you fall well, off you'll be you, okay if you fall off the roof <laughs> okay. it'll catch you you don't die hopefully okay um so like i was grabbing onto one of those and my hand slipped so then i fell like i think it was about six feet on the concrete and i Oof. bruised my back and just kind of laid there for like a good minute because i was just like ah i can't breathe <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't break anything no. Good. That's a, I, that's a really horrifying moment, whether you're in a car accident or like you trip and fall or whatever. And you like, there's that moment of panic right as it's happening and then it happens. And then you just sit there and you know that you're like really hurt. <laughs> that just sucks. I hate that. I fear that moment over yeah. a lot of things. It is interesting, kind of going back to like what Josh said. I think it's interesting how like a lot of, in your, when you're in foreign countries, a lot of kids are learning English in school um, at a much, like, they're learning more languages than we are at a much higher rate than, like, in, like, 
U.S. schools. So like they will probably pick it up English faster than you'll pick up their language because like they they mm-hmm. do it every day in school almost. You yeah. kind of feel really bad in that most of them could communicate with me in some way because they all had enough English, whereas I, living in China, had no Chinese. <laughs> so I felt like the really lame white person who... That's how I feel now. <laughs> I feel like the lame white person. All my friends are bilingual, trilingual, quadlingual, whatever, and have to switch to speak to me. Well, when Mexico inevitably invades us, we'll all learn Mexican. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be first to go. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll find value in Back to the Roots. What's Back yep. to the Roots in yep. Spanish? You're about to get a call from Mark England. He's about to. <laughs> <laughs> I liked roasting Mark because he always, he talked for, there was a period like a year or two ago where he talked about being Mexican a lot. I'm like, bro, you're like the least Mexican person I know. I can see it kind of, but calm down. Is Mark England Mexican? He has Mexican in him. Oh. Uh, Nathan, explain while I <laughs> stop the recording. <laughs> what percent? Dad or mom's side? Dad. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's like Irish. She's like half Irish, half Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. I see the connection. Same thing. Anyway, let's hop off of that. Did you guys watch? <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry. Shout out to Mark if you're listening. Um, did you guys watch, like, what was what was your entertainment sources when you were over there? Like, did you watch movies? We had the complete first three seasons of SpongeBob on DVD. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we watched that. Have you? Was it in English? Yeah. I assume. Uh-huh. Have you seen the German SpongeBob? <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Big fan. That was your. That was it. You guys were just. That was most of it for, for TV. like ten yeah. years. You guys just looped. Well, three Sponge- years. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I, I know how to listen. I'm a good. I'm a good host. <laughs> so that was your first one, time in America. Se- <laughs> What's it like being over here? One season a year, Nathan. What did, I mean, I'm you. You're pretty physical, so I imagine you did most of your entertainment stuff outside and climbing on houses and whatnot. But yeah, we did a lot of that. We we played soccer indoors too because we had like. Probably I was watching anime. <laughs> Actually, that is how, like, because in India you get like Dragon Ball and stuff was on. Mm. So that and the uh, the Jackie Chan cartoon series. I don't know if people like Jackie Chan Adventure or something. So we did actually. That is probably how I got into it. Was from that. Is that how you got into martial arts too? Probably a little bit, but it wasn't until we come back to the U.S. and then like they had more opportunities, I guess, for huh. that. I mean, there there probably were in India as well, but yeah, we played mainly played soccer and a little bit of basketball. They play basketball but, over there. Uh, they have some like courts. Huh. It's not as popular, but and yeah. they're stone. So like when you like not that I the did basketballs this, are right? stone. No, like you guys the, play the with courts. stone balls. <laughs> it would be a lot more jacked if you <laughs> did. But the courts themselves are like stone, so they're not like okay. So not that I did this, but like if you did ever like play soccer on them, and then you like you slid for a ball, or wasn't not that I did this, then your leg would basically be gone because uh. the skin was gone because it was uh. just on stone. Like, not that I did that twice not or three times. But. And that's why he's in med school. <laughs> not yet. That's why he's going to med school. Okay, but then at what point... Okay, so you got into anime, kind of, because that's what was on. I like how that's all you got from that. Listen, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to guide this conversation. Good luck. <laughs> just Tell us... 
Nathan, this is an intervention. When did the anime begin? <laughs> Your random side note on the, the Dragon Ball being the only thing. Is that what you said? Yeah, the Dragon Ball being the only thing there. The only... <laughs> The only time I've seen Dragon Ball was me and Rachel's honeymoon. Cause we had it playing in the background. Cause it was like when we were when we were just vibing in the room because it was the only thing on TV in English. Was this I I nonstop don't. Dragon Ball marathon? We're just gonna move past that. <laughs> you guys just did like is that your first like real dive into anime or into Dragon Ball at least? That was the first time I'd seen Dragon Ball. Yeah, but you got into it a little bit for those Dragon Ball heads. It was when Frieza. I think they're ball heads. Is when those right. ballers, when all the ballers out there, it was the episode where freeze the episodes where Frieza unveiled his final form. There's like fifty. It just keeps going. Okay. Like he he, he unveils for like such a long time. It was well he he switched final forms twice. Oh, and, this is like for and then real. It, and it turned into when he was the purple guy with the bald at the end. Because he, he, he comes he back later, there, like when he's about. like half cybernetic at one point. Too. Yeah, I know this episode. <laughs> I, I know Dragon Ball very but well. But like, segueing, how... I'm trying to appeal to the fans that got on this podcast from the first episode. The fans of this podcast, if they, if they got on the for the first episode, episode, they have left a long time ago. <laughs> we haven't touched anime since. Where did you guys go for your honeymoon? Costa Rica. I was, like, was that the first time you've like been there? Or Costa Rica? Yeah. How was it? Fun. Nathan, that has nothing to do with anime. You just pulled away. <laughs> I appreciate you trying, but that was horrible. <laughs> but no, Costa Rica. That's a great spot for honeymoons, great. I it hear. Warm. A lot of animals. Well, you guys went. You're, you're monkeys, guys wedding sea turtle. Monkeys. A lot of monkeys. They're all over the resort. Howlers. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, your uh, wildlife biology degree coming in handy. Yeah. That is... Loki, one of the reasons I wanted to go somewhere tropical was to have somewhere with just a bunch of cool wildlife, cool crabs. That's pretty neat. Do you have like a lot? I always imagine like more like beaches with it, but is it like a lot of like mm-hmm. tropical, like tree adventuring as well? Or for us, um, not for us really. There is in Costa Rica cool rainforest. We were on a resort. <laughs> so is. Is that a dangerous area to go outside of your resort? Costa Rica, Costa Rica, that's where you were. That's in on an island. No, <laughs> no, it's in Central America. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's the safe part of Central America, or is this like a Mexican? Like, <laughs> is this like a Mexican resort? I'm serious. If you go to a resort in Mexico, at least a few years ago, I it was a like a bunch of people they, like Mark England there. Shut up! <laughs> I'm trying. It can't be that dangerous, can it? <laughs> no, but Costa Rica like in certain is... parts of Mexico, you couldn't go out of sight of your resort if you wanted to stay safe. I don't know if that's still how it is. Because they don't watch you... Dragon Ball outside the resort. Oh, is that inside? Dragon Ball safe. brings peace. Yeah. <laughs> According to the internet, Costa Rica is the safest country in the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Lowest crime rate of anywhere. Really? Is that because they have really strict laws? Death if you steal something. You steal a chicken, right to jail. I don't know. You overcook the chicken, right to jail. I think I remember reading they don't even have a militia because it's so safe. A militia? No. Like a, a militia or police force? Because there's a difference. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the word. I don't know the lingo. I thought militias were like strictly for uprisings and rebellions. I, I don't know, guys. Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> <Name and> help. <laughs> Pull us together. You're the most traveled of any of us. 
So, Josh, where did your love for cinema begin then? Hmm? Where did your love for cinema begin? If it you all grew started, up on SpongeBob it all in China, my, on my honeymoon, at what point did you Dragon start appreciating? Came on TV, and finally I saw art, <laughs> and it was all uphill from there. College. <laughs> <laughs> so you were. That makes sense. That tracks. Because you, when you got back to the states, how old were you again? Mm. You're like, I came back in sixth grade. Oh, dang it. With the grades again, I don't know how old that is. I don't either. I know that eighth grade, you're like 15. So that means you're like 13. 13. Yeah. I think so. All I remember is that eighth grade is the last grade before you get to high school. And then it's freshman. And then it's freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. I remember when I was a freshman. Thank you. Uh, Nathan just showed me. Sixth grade is 12 years old. I remember... When I was a freshman in high school, homeschooled, of course, people asked me, so what year are you? And I wasn't familiar with those names. So the one I knew, I knew there was senior and I knew that there was junior and I knew there was some other ones that were confusing, but I'm like, junior is clearly the first one because you're a junior. <laughs> so I told people I was a junior when I was like, 16 years old and they're like what no way i'm like yeah i'm homeschooled and they're like oh okay <laughs> and then i come to find out oh yeah no it tracks it logically kind of makes sense you know? logically sure but uh those names do not follow logic unfortunately so i'm cleaning up like this, this, is, no, this is a great asmar part of like asmar <laughs> yeah you need to point your mic at it hey crinkle crinkle that right next to nathan's mic Mm. Crispy clean. Nice. I got into movies in college. I don't know. You said something about what that. What was the first was, movie was, you ever watched? Didn't you think ever? about being a film major at one point, or wasn't that something? Yeah, I, I started. I, mean, I started cinematic arts, but that was mostly because I just didn't want. I was I was undecided, and I wanted to have some major. Take a few classes, see if I liked it, and but because of that, a lot of my good friends in college were cinematic arts majors, uh-huh. very into the, the the hipster art films. And but, I saw a lot of those, and I'm so glad we're friends <laughs> because I feel Thanks. like I mean, growing up with like around Graham, especially, I feel like I was exposed to fine film or whatever you want to call it. But they uh, indie hipster pretentious movies. Yeah, and I started appreciating them because I saw a couple of good ones. But then you exposed me to some other good ones too. I think, and then you just have given me somebody to watch bad movies with, which is <laughs> awesome. But we haven't done one in a while. I think the last one we did. There was the night we did Iron Mask, and then we watched the sequel to it right after, right? Or was the prequel to Iron Mask? I feel like we watched both of them. Was it Iron Mask or was it a different one? There was one night we watched two. Is that the one that had like Arnold Schwarzenegger in there? Yeah, that was yeah. one point. And, just and like, he's just like, he's he's some like, uh, what was his position? He was like a prison warden. Yeah, he was something? like the prison warden in some Asian prison. And just in the middle of like a fight scene, he just starts plugging exercise. <laughs> if you would all exercise, you would be able to beat me. <laughs> it was such a good movie. It was so bad. Shout out to the UFC for plugging it in the middle of one of their fight <laughs> nights. 
<laughs> Otherwise, we would have not have heard of it. I think the, f- the film I ever remember seeing was with my roommate, Carlos, in college. It was called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Sounds which familiar. I never saw it, though. I still often cite as my favorite movie. Wow. It's great. That's my plug. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. It's great. Watch it with your family. I don't remember the first movie I ever saw, but I do remember the first thing I remember watching on live TV. And it was a news story about a girl, like a little girl who stepped into her toilet for some reason. She got both feet stuck in the toilet and the fire department had to show up with like a chisel and like break apart the toilet to get her out because her feet were jammed into the toilet. That was the first thing I remember seeing on TV. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> Explains how every night I just have an, an, an urge to like pry my feet down the hole. Yep. And live TV was probably all downhill from there. Pro- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yo, favorite movie as a kid, Ricky Ticky Tavi. What about y'all? Ricky Ticky Tavi. Uh-huh. It's about a mongoose that eats snakes. It's pretty sick. Protect his... But you like snakes now. I like snakes then, too. But... You like grab snakes all the time. How many snakes have you grabbed in your life? Two. Oh, I was there for one of them. That's awesome. That's a lot. Wait, that's, 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 no, that's, I've, seen, I've seen you grab sorry, two that snakes. That is a lie. I did it for my major. That was actually... I mean, that that is pretty neat. Sorry, I'm going to sidetrack from your question, but the fact that you like learned that in your major, like how to grab snakes and your teachers like wanted you to get bit right explain explain that that was the most cultish thing i ever did in college (laughs) was we were we were monitoring queen snakes and doing a survey and survey with the snakes like a survey for like population survey what's it like being a snake (laughs) how much longer do you think you'll be a snake Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Play now it. I gotta put the explicit sticker on it. Play it again. Welcome back from the technical difficulties we just had. You see, I had my laptop, so we troubleshot it, and we're okay. Fortunately. Okay. Continuing. You did an interview with snakes. <laughs> that's where we. That's where we left off. Uh, you were doing a. Oh yeah. You asked me about my cult experience at college I did. yes um and you were just that well, I, I was a wildlife biology major we're taking a population survey on queen snakes we catch a water snake which are perfectly harmless so you were told but very aggressive they bite like tiny needle-like fangs but they're very aggressive you pick them up they will bite you which is the snake that you saw me get bit by yes on the was. camping trip yes um it was one of the most cool things i've ever seen a human being do <laughs> He chased down a snake in the water, grabbed it. His hand was bleeding. It was magnificent. If but I was a woman, I would have swooned. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That means a lot to me. Yeah. My professor catches this snake. He gets bit by it and says, hey, anyone who's willing, I want you to pick up this snake from me, and it's going to bite you, and I want you to not throw it. Because the lesson he was saying was he didn't want us to be reckless like har- harm wildlife as we're doing this, like, you know, pick up a snake, get bit, like chuck the snake and harm it or something uh-huh. or spaz. So he was trying to like show us that like snake bites, if it's not venomous, aren't that bad. It'll be a little pinprick and you're fine huh. as, lo- as long as you don't react. Yeah. So then, yeah, we're all 
passing the snake around. It's biting all of us. And, you know, we're all holding on and letting it bite. Well, you're either passing felt- a blunt around in college or <laughs> passing around a river snake. One is more dangerous than the other. But yeah, that's very cool. It's a cool skill that you got. Nathan, do you have any snake stories? I mean, I killed a cobra once, which kind of goes in oh. stark contradiction to Whoa! what I was just talking about. <laughs> well, mine okay, was for harmless. Getting bit by pretty, a poisonous snake is bad. Yours is pretty cool sounding, but Nathan <laughs> sounds totally awesome. Okay. Um, you killed a cobra. Yeah, so I think I was like... Was it with your bare hands? No. Did you bite it? Yes. Did you suffocate I, it between your toes? Sometimes. Did you just put its I mean, mouth sometimes. in your? <laughs> did you just put its head in your mouth and suffocate it? What? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I used a. Uh, we call it a weed whacker because we used to like whack weeds, but it's basically just like a long piece of metal, like a machete. That was sharp. That's what I. I, was, I think I was like eleven, uh, and so my my dog found it and was like combating with it. And cobras are poisonous, right? Yeah. So it's dangerous. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this one was specifically because some of them like mimic, but I, th- I could see the, the crown. I don't know. I don't know what, what do you call that. The hood. The hood. Is that called? <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know what it's called. Yeah. But, but whatever the the shape of the head, like oh, it's that's, that's a cobra. cobra. Yeah. From <laughs> so like I grabbed the weed whacker, I ran over, didn't want to kill my dog because my dog was just trying, didn't know. Hey, this is poisonous. Or <laughs> so I hit it once. Um, and cut, 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 gets cut in half and then it comes back up cause it's not quite dead yet. <laughs> oh so I have to do it again and then it was done after that. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of happened pretty fast. So I don't know how I was the one who did that. Like, I don't know how I got there first. It's because you the... were a hero. <laughs> you were born to be a hero <laughs> Attend, just... to protect the innocent. Yeah. My dog. Yeah. Yeah. With the long piece of metal. So yeah, it was a good. It's uh, pretty neat. That's pretty rad. Yeah, I I don't know. It, was, it just happened really fast. But like, but yeah, I don't know how I I don't know how like my parents weren't like maybe maybe let's not let the child you know deal with the poisonous. How old were you at the time? 10, 11. Dang, um, you felt his calling early. <laughs> but yeah, I like my dog. Sandy was a good dog. She didn't end up dying because of a cobra. No, she, she died of old age. So uh, she. she she died of old age because you defended her in that moment. That moment, yeah. What a good dog owner. <laughs> I haven't killed a cobra, and I haven't handled a river snake. I did see a rattlesnake once in the wild. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen a rattlesnake. That was scary. Because like, I grew up, um, we lived in Colorado for like three years, and so we went on hikes out there, and rattlesnakes out there are more common than they are here in the Midwest. So... <clears throat> We were taught, like, if you see a rattlesnake, here's what you do. And eventually, it just kind of was ingrained in me that, like, rattlesnakes are like quicksand. For some reason, they tell you how to deal with it, but you're never going to see one in real life. Um, but then I was on my camping trip two years ago, and I did this big trail by myself uh, in Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. Big trail. It was, like, I don't know, four miles. But it was toward the end of the day. I was, I hiked up there, and it was, like, a big loop I forget what the name of that kind of trail is, but it is. So like you go up one way and then you don't, you, yeah, you don't, you don't come back the same way. You follow it back down around. It takes you to where you started. Um, so I hike up, I get to the like lookout point. It was pretty cool. I start coming back. I'm like the only person out on the trail. It's starting to get dark. I'm like, I can't really be out here after dark, but I felt really good. This was my first hike of the trip. Felt really nice. And then I, uh, I was just 
trotting down the trail and I look up and I'm in this kind of ravine-ish bit and both sides next to the trail, it's only like 50 feet that's walkable, but most of that is all dense underbrush and the trail just goes straight through the underbrush and I'm just walking down and I look up and I see like 15, 20 feet in front of me, the tail of the rattlesnake go into the uh, the underbrush on one side and I just like froze. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. There's one thing, like I... I Stop, drop, and roll when you catch on fire. <laughs> Don't struggle when you get into quicksand. What do I do when I see a rattlesnake? Stop, drop, and struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Which I almost did. But um, I freaked out because I'm like, and I was like slowly backed up and I went, ripped my race through my mind. I'm like, how else am I going to get out of here? Because it's getting dark. I'm going to have to hike the long way back around from where I came. Um, or like I could try to go through the underbrush on the other side, but who's to say there's not rattlesnakes in there that I just can't see. I like, I don't want to go down the trail, even though it went off the trail. So I ended up hiking all the way back around. And I thought <laughs> that was a scary bit too. Cause there's like this massive plateau, like half a mile long. That's a part of the trail. And I hit that plateau and there's like a herd of Buffalo that you have to walk past. But then there was also in the distance, this animal that I thought might've been a wolf. Um, and it was too far away to tell. And I was already panicked because I'm like, I've already seen a rattlesnake. There's no limits to what I could run into now. Uh, and I'm like, that might be a wolf. It might not be. There was just one of them. So I wasn't sure. And as I got closer, I realized it was like an antelope um, or like a deer or something. But it was like very pale. So it looked like it could have been a wolf. But I made it back okay. But the rest of that hike was pretty panicked. That's so cool. It's the not- whole trail, I was hoping to see a rattlesnake. And pretty much the Appalachian every, Trail, for those of you who don't know. For those of you who haven't listened to the podcast. Go back to episode like 13 or something. The one with Josh on it. <laughs> You're hoping to see a rattlesnake, though. Yeah, because, I mean, they should be all over. And pretty much everybody I hiked with saw a multitude of rattlesnakes on their trip. Dang. Never saw one. Did you see a bear? I can't remember. I saw a baby bear. And that you were looking it. for the mom, but you never, never saw the mom. Right. <laughs> That's scary. Which, honestly, I think seeing a baby bear was more frightening than seeing a mama bear because you know something could be close by. What was the... When you were in India, Nathan, were you briefed as a child on, like, dangerous wildlife? I was was spawned in to do that. (laughs) Um, Not really, because we were in a pretty... We were in Trivandrum, which... Sometimes it's described as like the Silicon Valley okay. of India. Um, so it's, pre- it's a pretty urban area. Um, but we did like, when we would go out into like more uh, country areas, remember as kids we did, we survived, but like we, we made poor choices. Sometimes I'm wearing like orange and red shirts mm-hmm. when there was like, I don't know if they're like water buffalo or kind of like... <laughs> Sorry, Josh and I just had a moment because like he killed cow, a water cow, buffalo. Cow or Jace? Oh yeah, with my bare hands, <laughs> with my with my with your exoskeleton. <laughs> uh, Josh hit a water buffalo with his car. Anyway, continue. Right. Um, it was a whatever like you know cow adjacent animal that is, mm-hmm. uh, in because those can get agitated like bulls with like mm. bright colors. But we so we had like a couple of times where like that. Almost was an issue, but it was never a real issue. Um, though probably the worst was like wild dogs. You had to be careful of. Um, remember when we, were, we would go to this abandoned house that we would climb, which in retrospect was like a really bad idea because like we could have died so many times if we we did that. Um, but we did it a lot. Um, I guess we were all pretty light, so like it, it kind of balanced out. But then there was also people who would draw like 
pornographic images and chalk on there oh. as well. And then they had, there was like, there was lots of like wrappers of drugs and like just the stuff they had because it was just a kind of a hangout spot for people. Um, we never saw anyone there when we were there, which is kind of, so it was interesting. But we had to pass this, these guard dogs for these people. They're on chain. So we always had to get, like, get our sticks. I mean, we were tiny, so we would die. There was no like winning that against the dog. Um, but we had our sticks in case like they got off the leash or were, they forgot to leash them or something. But there's, there's something empowering about carrying a stick as a child. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same size as you, you know, and you're just like, ah, stick, stick. I am powerful now. I wonder what the most dangerous animal is in India. Is it the chupacabra? Oh, wait, that's, that's Mexican. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close, you know. And that's not even true. The most dangerous animal in Mexico is Mark England. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. Sorry, buddy. He really should have been here. It's like how he much should have been. We have to have him on so we can roast him sometime live. <laughs> Anyways. Is there anything you guys are primed to talk about? I'm going to cut this part out, by the way. We're going to cut this part out? This part right here that we're talking about. Yes. For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, just waiting for my chance. This is why this just podcast will never go- blow up. It's because I'm a child who laughs at things like that. <laughs> His timing is good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Um, serious. What do we segue? <laughs> what do we segue into from? I don't know. Um, so yeah, actually, I'm. I'm not. I don't know what I feel about this root beer. Generally, we I don't, don't talk, talk about, about the. the generally, we don't talk about the root beer much. But this one let me down a little bit, if I'm going to be honest. Because I remember when I started this podcast, I like Googled where to get root beer and like what kind of root beer to get. And based on the research I did then, Sioux City was like some of the best ripper you could get. But there's a flavor in it that reminds me of tap water. The aftertaste? The aftertaste. There's like yeah. a, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I'm going to crack into the second bottle. I kind of like really it. good root beer. kind of like think, it. Yeah, part of your problem, I think, is... <laughs> part of my problem. Well, no, okay. what I mean is with this podcast, you experience so much root beer. It's true. Whereas I, in my life, don't experience that much root beer. So this is like, hmm, that's better than the average root beer. Okay, so I do like how one out of every two bottles has an upside down logo. I was just noticing that. I don't know why that was. We went to buy them, and I'm like, I don't know why these are upside down. It doesn't feel intentional. (laughs) No, I feel like it was an accident, so that's why the shop I got them at ended up with them, because it's a pretty sketchy shop. It's called the Pop Shop in Niles, but it has lots of good stuff. Can I open the second one? Yeah, that's why it's out here. Okay, so... I heard this on another podcast, and I'm just going to totally copy it because I think it sounds fun. So we're going to rate uh, fast food restaurants uh, from a scale of one to ten. Um, one being sucky. Actually, let's go five. One to five. Five being awesome. One being sucky. Okay, we're going to start off with McDonald's. As I've gotten older, I feel like every year of age or like every five years of age, I take one like point off of McDonald's. Really? I feel like I do. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed or like, I just, I don't really enjoy eating there anymore. Like the fries, I don't feel are as good. Really? Yeah. What's your go-to fries then? 
I don't really have one. <laughs> I I guess Wendy's is like close like to you, us. And maybe the you still like fries. <laughs> no, I liked the old fries, but then they, they changed. The McDonald's changed their fries? Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. Josh, so so what's your number? What's your number? I don't know on McDonald's. I kind of feel the same where I, there was a point in my life where McDonald's kind of reached a peak or where I thought, like, this is really good. I, I do think it has gone down. I'm never craving McDonald's. I do think they have amongst the best fries still. I give them a three or a two. Mid. I think, yeah, I feel like I'd give them a three, to be honest. My biggest thing with them right now is they're just so cost effective. It's bad for you. I know. But when I'm trying to get some protein and not just, well, it is crap. So (laughs) I think McDonald's has lost some points for me too. And that the prices have gone up. That's true. And now it's pretty much the same price as someplace like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I would never choose McDonald's over Chick-fil-A for the same amount of money. Okay. Well, Starbucks. All right. Sorry. Not Starbucks. Starbucks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Chick-fil-A. What would you give Chick-fil-A then? Shoot dog. Um, as far as fast food restaurants go, probably a five. Dang. Okay. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Nathan? I feel like I'd get like a four and a half. I don't really like eating at Chick-fil-A that much, but I feel like the quality is very good for like what you get. So um, you're looking at this very from an outside perspective objectively. Little, little what is it for you? What is um, it for you? I don't eat at fast food, I guess, as much anymore. I realized the reason I went for the most part was like, because I enjoy like the social outing of it. Like when you yeah. go there at like 1 a.m. with your friends mm-hmm. for some yep. reason or at college or like you have like you're hungry at 1 a.m. again. And so you go there and that's what you eat. Yeah. And I enjoy that experience more than like the actual food yeah. itself. See, Chick-fil-A, I'm actually going to give it a three as well. Their, their, their food is better, I think. When than- did you become an atheist? <laughs> it's better quality. It's better quality than McDonald's, which I also gave it three. But they have less options, and that hurts it a little bit for me. Okay, first of all, and their nuggets, I'm sorry, their nuggets are good, but if you're not getting them for a party in like a huge platter and you get like a 12 count, they're tiny, and they do not fill you up. It's just, and then like the grilled nuggets are just kind of a joke because then it's just like, it's even less. I will say, like, I think my favorite thing to get is the grilled nuggets, but like there just isn't a lot of them, and they're, that is disappointing. It feels like, good because they feel healthier. There's not breading or anything on them, but there's just nothing there. So for that reason, I'm going to give a three because McDonald's, at least if I'm feeling chicken, I can get chicken. If I'm feeling a burger, I can get a burger. There's just a wider wider gambit at McDonald's. Side note, I, I love the idea of the grilled nuggets, but I was kind of turned off forever when I worked there because every time we opened that grilled nugget drawer, it reeked so bad. <laughs> Wait, grilled nugget drawer... I imagine this is just like a kitchen drawer where you just throw a bunch of <laughs> it's nuggets. It's close, except it's like a warming drawer. It's lukewarm. So it keeps, uh, it's like a drawer you pull out that keeps the nuggets warm. And it just smelled gross. It smelled so bad. That's weird. Every time you open it, the whole, which was like every couple minutes, <laughs> the whole restaurant just I'm going to crack a joke to an, a Chick-fil-A employee sometime. He's going, like, man, this stinks. I'm like, yeah, I like that grilled chicken drawer. And he's going to say, what? I love the smell of a grilled nugget drawer. <laughs> I will say I, I want to talk. I want to bring this up because in the podcast where I heard them do this, where they rated the the uh, fast food restaurants when they got to Chick Fil A, it's a secular podcast. 
And they gave it significantly less points because of where Chick-fil-A stands on like their support of like anti-LGBTQ things. And I thought that was fascinating because growing up on this side of the spectrum, it's been very much like we support Chick-fil-A because they're anti-gay and also we don't support Home Depot because they like gay people sort of thing. It was just very interesting to hear the opposite side of that. And I'm not saying I, I, I pick up on either side of that now, but growing up on the one side of it, it's just been interesting. Oh, it does feel lame if you're rating fast food though, because I'm sure I'm, I'm in pure taste mindset. Cause I'm sure a lot of these businesses are probably pretty. See, that's where I land corrupt. I don't really care what they do unless they like are supporting human trafficking or something, <laughs> which I'm sure some of them are just way under the table that nobody knows about. But I, uh, I'm generally the mindset. I don't really care what the company or organization supports as long as they have quality, whatever it is that they're putting out. I feel like you have thoughts on that, Nathan. No, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of like, I guess when you rate something or like when you invest value into like should I support or not support something your personal views do come in I mean that's how like like you often buy off of emotion I mean if you go into like uh, Wolf of Wall Street and like what they sell me this pen like a lot of people miss the point of it's not about the pen it's about the emotion like that you and that's why he goes into like imagine you're signing the biggest contract of your life and this is the pen you want a good pen when you do that like he it's and so we're very emotionally driven to like when we buy or or how we buy so I think it makes sense but I do think you want to try and I mean I don't know and yeah unless they're doing something like super awful, giving or taking away points from a a product off of something that isn't really relevant to it. Like for food, does it taste good? Is it not good? Like it can be, it can have all these. Because at the end of the day, the product itself has to be good. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not good. Um, now, like McDonald's, whether you, maybe it's not as quality, but it is definitely at least it used to be more affordable. Right. And so, I guess like the socioeconomics of it is like you, it is more affordable. So, like people eat it because you can get more food, for, like you were kind of saying, like for a more affordable price, and that's something that goes into it as well. I do think that's one of the smartest things McDonald's has ever done is not not put their hat in the ring on anything kind of controversial. As far as I know, they haven't. I feel like they've just, yeah, they've stayed pretty clean on that respect. So they're not losing the business. Um, okay, Subway. Two. You know what? No, <laughs> yeah, one. Two. Yeah. I'd, I'm giving I'd, it a one. I'm, I'm not a fan. Me neither. I put it pretty low. I have this one. I feel like I've never eaten Subway by choice in my life. <laughs> Only when it's like catered to places. Right. I, There's always part of me that dies if I'm somewhere and they're like, we got lunch. I'm like, oh, sick. And then it's just like. The little tiny Subway sandwiches. But there was one time on the trail where I was out of food and I got into town and the first restaurant that hit me, that like I passed by was Subway and I walked in, ordered two foot longs, I just ate them both and it was one of the best tasting experiences of my life. Do you remember, <laughs> so, do you remember I was so hungry. what was it? Do you remember what they were? Uh, what was it? I feel like. I don't remember. I know it was a special at the time. Like it had, it was on the outside yeah. of the building. Like try our new, it was like steak something. 
put that in their advertising. If you two are a mid twenties man who's been starving <laughs> in the wilderness for the last couple of weeks, it'll you blow your mind. <laughs> Subway, eat fresh or or not, but you're off the trail, so it's all good. In okay, in stark contrast, Jimmy Johns below Subway. I'm gonna give three and a half. I'll give it Jimmy. I hate their bread. I don't like. I don't like subs personally. I, I generally will you not. You don't want to know what it's done to me. <laughs> okay, that being said, the first time I had Jimmy John's, I was working a uh, a contract job. It was one of, it was that weird like time of high school or out of high school. Where you're just working a bunch of random jobs, and I was working for a restoration company, who was cleaning out the dorms at Notre Dame, uh, because there was some kind of, they like redid the brick on the outside of the dorm rooms, but the air conditioning unit sucked all like the, the like concrete dust in and blasted all over the room. So we went in and cleaned them. That's not important. What is important is that the one day we got Jimmy John's for lunch and it was my first time eating it. And I got like the Italian something. So, and it was, I remember it tasting very good, but like in a couple hours I was ready to explode a bathroom somewhere. It was very rough. And it was like, it was the kind of job where you, you didn't really just take bathroom breaks. So I remember suffering through for, I think, a couple hours. So that was my first experience, and I had to ease back into Jimmy John's after that. And I have not gotten that sandwich since because of that. But I don't like subs in general, but I think Jimmy John's does a much better job than Subway. It feels like it's more quality ingredients. So I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. So that restaurant we went to with Mac... The, um, oh yeah, it was a what? It's with a C, Carac, uh, Caracas, Caracas, Caracas. That's like a that's probably the only the like sub style. Venezuela. Yeah. Venezuelan, yeah, yeah, that place. It's probably the only sub style like restaurant like where you have bread and you have things in the bread. Crocus, that yeah. I really that liked. was so good. That's that probably my favorite local that's restaurant. Like a five. I, I felt like I was six. gonna. That's I a felt, six on a five I felt like scale. I was gonna die. Ah, oh, there you go, fries. Oh. I just remember getting a ton of food and being very happy with it. I think I got a headache. If I eat so much, I get a headache. That's that's telling you something. Um, okay. You're allergic to something? <laughs> it's telling you something. I don't know what. Uh, Wendy's. You ever eat a food that's so good that like your throat starts to constrict and you get all sniffly? Man, that tells you something. <laughs> Wendy's. After, Two. Yeah, after, after like... It's like kind of like Josh was saying with the subway experience. It's again, it's that thing with like it's one a.m. and you go there and you get like the baconator yeah. and it's really good. Yeah. But then any other time in your life, you're like, this is a two. I remember going there for lunch one day at work and they put Miracle Whip on my burger instead of mayo, and I could taste the difference. There is a difference between Miracle Whip and mayo, and I tasted it that day, and because of that, it loses a point. I'm gonna say a two. I think it has potential to be a three. But I've ne- I never seek out Wendy's. I give the first group beer I had a five, but the second one a one. It's like really? it's like metal. Yeah, that's what mine tasted like. This one didn't though. My first one. Maybe it's from Flint. Did you have the upside down label or the right side up label first? I had right side up first. What if they marked them? What if they Wait, poisoned? Up, upside down was the one I liked, and the, oh, one no. t- the one that tastes like metal is the right side up one. I wonder if they marked the bad ones. Well, we're gonna find out. Well, they marked. The good ones. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Anyways, That's so hopefully weird. we don't die. Um, yeah, Wendy's. So we all agree Wendy's is not that great. Um, okay, we're going to get into pizza. Domino's. 
Four. Four. Why? I love their crust. It's so good. I kind of like a four as well. It's been a while since I've had them, but I always I don't have, have good, I have good often, memories. But their crust. I think I've only had them like less than five times in my life, but I feel like every time it's been surprisingly really, really good. Have you ever gotten like pasta from one of these pizza places like Pizza Hut or? No. Nah. Me neither. Wait, maybe I have. I can't remember. It just feels wrong to me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get pasta from one of those places. Um. I would. I, yeah. I think I would give Domino's. I'd give him a three. I'd give him a three. Oh. Okay. Panera. This is not fast food to me. I don't know. Does that count? <laughs> no. You sit down. You do. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's not fast food. But let's rate it anyways because I think it's going to be fun to tear apart. Um. I don't know if I can tear it apart. I've been there so seldomly in my life. I'm always Panera and like McAllister's have like the exact same mm. image and like taste in my brain. Yeah. Like they're like the same restaurant to me. When Panera, when I think of Panera, I think of soup more than mm. sandwich though. Whereas McAllister's, I think of mostly deli sandwiches. And I'll be honest, I'm just not, I do like some things at McAllister's. If I'll go, I'll eat and I'll have a good time, but it's not. It's not my go-to. I don't know if I would ever choose to go to McAllister's. Um, I'm just, delis in general, again, it goes back to the sandwich thing. I can make a sandwich at home. Even Martin's, which if you're not listening to this in the, the Niles, <laughs> Michigan area, you don't know what Martin's is. It's, it's a grocery store. It's our friend Martin. But they have they have a really good deli. His twin, so we call him Martin's. They're both <laughs> the same thing. It's two Martin's. Uh, they have a really good deli and they have these really good paninis, but at the end of the day, a sandwich is a sandwich. I could make it at home and it would taste about the same. So I'm not going to get a sandwich if I go out to eat, unless there's some special kind of meat that I'm not going to have at home. What were we rating? Oh, Panera. <laughs> uh, I, like a three, I, I guess. I, I think uh, I'd give them a three. Their broccoli cheddar soup's really good. And they're... Sorry, their uh, pastries are really good too. Josh, give them a number. Three, four, three. I feel like they're. I feel like I'm really being good, overpriced. Mm. Panera review. Taco Bell ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was really interesting. Again, the podcast I listened to where they did this, they put Taco Bell in its own category. And I think they're right to do that because... I would kill a snake for Taco Bell. It hits like nothing else. And it also sucks worse than anything else. You can't really rate it. But it's very good. It's three and a half. But again, it's, it's like... Three and a half. It's kind of like a... Like, again, it's like Stockholm Syndrome of like... It's the, <laughs> it's the only thing within a couple of miles of your school, hypothetically. Uh-huh. And I like to all people go to. I'm going to give it a four because it tastes really good, but it is pretty destroying to everything inside of me. <laughs> it's also pretty like it's not cheap. Like it's, it's not as cheap as it was. And that's probably mostly because when I go now, I'll get like the grilled cheese burrito, which is amazing. The first time I had that, I had gone to LA with a, with a John, uh, Kempo and, uh, we got back really late. We took an Uber all the way back from the O'Hare airport back to South Bend. Uh, and we were going to go to Steak and Shake, but Steak and Shake was closed because it was during COVID. 
The only thing open was Taco Bell. And we went through. He ordered his thing. I'm like, I never go here. So I just got what he got. And it was the grilled cheese burrito. And that hits like nothing else when you haven't eaten anything but like PB&J for the last day or two. And it's like 1.30 in the morning. It was amazing. So yeah, Taco Bell is really good. But the grilled cheese burrito, which is the only thing I get, is more expensive than most things on their menu. So they're not as affordable to me. Yeah, but for the Taco Bell stands out there, the real way to go is the app because the app still has the five dollar combo box with anything you well any uh, any real thing you'd want. Was it you guys who got Taco Bell in the bar crawl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Okay. You and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay. KFC. One. I will also give them I one. KFC. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> over. I'm not going to even say overrated because nobody. KFC raves. blows my mind that it's. I've never met someone that's loved KFC or that has been gung ho for KFC. Oh my 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 dad's out of the family actually. Never mind. <laughs> it's overpriced. You barely get any food, and it doesn't taste that good. It's just that's a low score. I think we can move on. I think we're all in agreement. Arby's. Once again, sandwiches, low score. I give it a two simply because of their fries. No, I give them a three because of their fries. Their curly fries are unmatched. One. <laughs> I feel like I can't rate them because I haven't, I don't think I've eaten an Arby's in like, I can't remember, I can remember it, uh-huh. but I don't, I have no idea in like the no. last 20 years. Aye, aye. You want to say more? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Uh, moving on. Uh, Let's go. Uh, let's go, Little Caesars. I, I'm. I'm I have some it. deep sentimental connections to Little Caesars. I'm gonna give it a four. I probably give it a four. I like their pizza. I give it a th- three, but like, yeah, it's. And the hot and ready's hit. Let's be honest, because when you're craving a pizza and you don't want to wait long for it, there's nowhere else you can go to just get a pizza that's hot and ready. It's good. Do you ever have their nacho pizza? It had like a, the pretzel pizza. No, the pretzel pizza. Yes, it had a pretzel. Well, that's the deep crust. sentimentality to me. Is me and, <laughs> I me and two of my high school friends. That's what we do every week, pretty much. We get a pretzel pizza, and then when they stopped making pretzel pizza, we started making it at home by finding that Little Caesar recipe. Am I wrong by recollecting that instead of marinara, it, it just had cheese nacho sauce. cheese? Yeah. <laughs> It was a pretzel base with nacho cheese. I'm sorry. What loser created this pizza? It's a beautiful pizza. It tasted really good. But they're just like, what if we did cheese on cheese? It's like it's like wearing a denim jacket with jeans. Oh, it was so good, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to make you guys a pretzel pizza. I still have Please the do. Please do. I'm all about it. I think the common theme of like what we rate highest is when you're deprived of like human necessity of like <laughs> money, sleep. <laughs> You know, other normal things that you need. These are the options that are like the most in our hearts. <laughs> I like that these are the foods I can afford. Okay, I'm going to pull the pin and run away on this one. Panda Express. I've been to Panda Express like twice. Same. Pretty fire. Uh, 3.5. Four. All right, he's gone again. Back to snake talk. What other snakes have we seen, Nathan? I saw a copperhead once. It's really cool. It's okay. ah. Just keep talking about Panda Express. I love Panda Express. 
Guys, when I leave, we're not done recording. I'm just checking the camera. Um, I, I really like Panda Express. I know it's not actually Chinese food. I know it's not. It's very American. And I know it's got lots of salt, but I really how many, like How many it. snakes do you think you could fit in Panda Express? Oh, gosh. In a large box? Yeah. Well, if it was, this, if it was this copperhead that I saw, one. It was a big snake. You saw a copperhead? Yeah. You didn't tell that story. Hey, sorry. Snake talk only happens when you leave the table. <laughs> We're back to fast food. <laughs> I've seen two copperheads, three copperheads in my life. Okay, Popeyes. We want to fit, you know, your Popeyes. culture. Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> three, maybe. It's good. I've only had it. I've only. I've only had it once, and it was with the Twitties and you uh-huh. at the one uh, the harvest or Gossel City. Oh yeah. The, uh, was that Picnic the, out. What uh, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's fun. I uh, I do. I really like their sandwiches. Five. I do. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. Because as far as fried chicken goes, fast food, I think it's probably one of the best. Uh, to me, it's the best fat, best fried chicken we have here. Even raisin canes. Uh, well, I feel like. That's, when I say fried chicken and chicken tenders, is what you different. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I do. I will give Popeyes the upper hand over Chick Fil A any day. The chicken is crispier, it's juicier, and I feel like it's just way beefier. Oh, like dude, I dropped Chick Fil A to a four, mm. just because it's way better chicken restaurants. Yeah, I think when I said five, I was thinking like good chicken plus the milkshakes. Milkshakes, I feel like, are low-hanging fruit for fast food places to just serve when they don't really have anything else. They just want to add another thing to their menu, and milkshakes are very easy to make. And yet, somehow, McDonald's is always broken. All right. Hey, McDonald's, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I hope your machine gets better. I've heard that there's conspiracies about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Googling it. Okay, the top result is the main reason that McDonald's ice cream machines are always down is that McDonald's ice cream machines take forever to clean, taking up to four hours to sanitize, and it has been done and it has to be done every single day. When the machines are in the process of being cleaned, they can't serve ice cream. Four hours. That's half of a work day. Yeah, how is that possible? That's pretty intense. That sucks. Uh, have you guys had Whataburger? Never had it. I have not had it either. I've only had it in an airport. In the, oh, wait, that's where I had it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going down to Louisiana for a work thing, and that was the one place I had it. Dallas? No. No? I don't think it was Dallas. Pull your mic in a little bit closer. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. You don't have to lean in. You can pull it to you. To you. Um, no, I don't think it was Dallas. I was flying down to Louisiana. I think it was Baton Rouge. Okay. And I got a fat burger and it was okay, but it didn't really blow my mind. I was kind of on the same so- level as Sonic, to be honest, for me. I, I like Sonic. I actually do crave their burgers on occasion, but Nathan, you have not had what a burger. Sonic's like a one for me, to be honest, but I don't know. Maybe I just don't eat it enough. I don't know if I've eaten at Sonic. Like ever. Really? I love their shakes. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three because they do have their shakes are really good, but they're really expensive. 
It's like a small is like $5. Last time I was at Sonic, all I had was a pack of mayonnaise. <laughs> Stay tuned for a short film that we are going to release soon. Or I have to eat a pack of mayonnaise <laughs> from Sonic specifically. You didn't have to, but you did it and it turned out great. Um, okay. Zaxby's. Back to back. We're going to, and then we'll include Raising Cane's in this conversation because let's be honest, it's the same restaurant. Have you been to Zaxby's? Yeah. I went to one down in Tennessee and it was on my way to Passion. We stayed the night at a hotel and I'm like, I'm going to get Zaxby's. For our Northern listeners, Zaxby's is a restaurant. (laughs) Thank you. I I needed that. I've never. That was really good. Yeah. I could tell that there was one room. I did not like it as much as Raisin Cane's. Yes, I, I think Raisin Cane's is better than Zaxby's. I know that not everybody agrees with that, but that's where I stand on it. Unashamedly. I think the sauce is fresher Zaxby's at Raisin Cane's. Zaxby's 3, Raisin Cane's 5. That's my review in a nutshell. Yep, I'm going to... You know, that's really weird that I would put Raisin Cane's so high, but I think I will give it a 5, even though they pretty much just have one thing. I'm not really a huge fan of their chicken sandwich. I do remember trying that once, and I wasn't really a fan. Like, yeah, like a four. It's pretty good. What would you give a five? Uh, not five guys. Let's go four. Five guys. <laughs> five guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna give five guys a five. To be honest, I give five guys a five. Yep. Burgers are on I point. Feel obligated to. Very good. They're a little they're a little spendy, but again, everything's kind of expensive now. Like Raisin Cane's, you'll spend just as much there as you would at Five Guys. Oh, there is a there's a rest, it's not really a fast food restaurant in South Africa called Spurs, and that, I'll give that a five. And where? In South Africa. You've been to South Africa? Yeah, that's a five. I feel like that was anyway, a very unnecessary flex on us. <laughs> <laughs> you said, "Well, that's a five. That's what I would rank a five. Well, okay, what? Kind, oh, I'm sorry, I was too. My favorite fast food chicken is Dico's, which is a Taiwanese restaurant. Screw you. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. Um, been to Montana. Yeah, but that's just... Have you been to Montana? No. See, we haven't been to Montana. Look that's at that. That's rad as heck. They do Whoa. have... They have so, really you're good, so cool, Carter. They have really good huckleberry wow. pie. Thanks, wow. Thanks, guys. You I've never had huckleberry better. pie. Josh, I'm sorry. I, I haven't either, crazy. actually. Wow. You're so cultured and experienced in ways mm. we never will be. No, it's very hillbilly, but it's great. Um... What was the place in South Africa called? Spurs. Spur, spurs. 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 Like and, a spur. Like, what did they have? They have. They do steak. They do burgers. They do all that. But the meat is just better. Like all of that's just cooked better. It's. I don't know if it's the quality. It was just better. Huh. For some, I don't know why. I feel like meat from Africa would probably be better. Just less processed. But I know nothing about culture. So who's to say? Um, let's see. Okay. This one I think we all should oh, also, lay it uh, together. I did eat at Nate's Hot Dogs, and I didn't get a hot dog. I got a burger, and it was like grass-fed, and that was very good as well. That's probably a five as well. Nate's Hot Dogs. Where's that? Is that around here? Wisconsin, I think. Oh. And it's a grass-fed yeah, you don't. You can get like dog. normal. No, it was a burger. Burger, sorry. Grass-fed I hot dog. a burger at burger. Nate's Hot Dogs. That would make sense that they would have really good beef because there's a lot of cows in Wisconsin. That tracks, which leads us to our next one, Culver's, which was born in Wisconsin. 2.5. Whoa. Three. I thought you guys were higher on that. I'm going to give that a four, if not a five. 
I'll give him a four. I got tired of him during COVID because I ate him way too much. Mm. I know I should like Culver's because everyone talks about Culver's. A lot. I, I, I like Culver's. Three. Right in the middle. Why maybe, not? maybe my problem is I've only had one thing there forever, which is the Butter Burger Kids Meal. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your problem. I don't go to Culver's that often. I will say they I've have... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, you're the host. No, you continue. You're the guest. I'm a good host, which means I hand it to you. I'm not kind of was lame. I was going to say I've had their ice cream a lot. <laughs> that their, was the end. Their custard, I think, is yeah. the thing they have going for them the most. That and the cheese curds. But they, um, I do really like, no, sorry. It's really random that they have seafood. Like they have cod and a shrimp thing. And I've had the shrimp one. I don't know if I've had the cod. It's just really random. McDonald's filet of fish is pretty fire. I think I've had that once. It's just weird to have fish on bread to me, especially breaded fish on bread. It's just odd. feels like a lot of bread and not a lot of fish. <laughs> Nathan, do you like fish? <laughs> do you like breaded fish? Sorry, I was going to pause. Is pretty good. Like do you like breaded fish on bread? I don't think I would. What about? Why are we doing this? Why are we talking so close to the mic? We're just getting into the asthma. <laughs> Hmm. Bojangles! <laughs> I've never had Bojangles. Like, whoever listens to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a rough listening experience. I don't think anybody's going to make it this far. Bojangles, absolutely a five. Have you had Bojangles? Yeah. It's, that's chicken fingers again, right? It's fried chicken. Fried chicken. It is. That When I said that Popeye's was the best fried chicken around here because I was thinking about Bojangles, mm. which is the best fried chicken Fast food fried chicken in the world. Wow. Outside of Decos. That's high praise. Have you had Bojangles, Nathan? Me neither. All right, moving on. That one was a five. We're going to hit a couple more. Uh, we talked about Raising Cane's already. Uh, steak and Shake. This is the ultimate like nostalgia thing one. for me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it was... We went there a lot late at night, you know? Uh-huh. So I feel like there should be more nostalgia there. Just cursed college memories. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. This was like the the first, like, freshman year. This was like the place we, like, they took the freshmen. And I was just this like, this is the is initiation. awful. Yeah, and I was like, this is awful. That's where the hazing like, happened. Everyone's in a bad mood and, like, crammed into, like, a corner of it. And mm-hmm. you're just like, why are we here? Well, it's gross to me too. It's like the opposite of cozy. It's like everything is white and cold and hard. Yeah. So I, mean, I really like, like the nineteen fifties aesthetic, kind of. But yeah, it is, isn't done in like a super. No, it's dirty now. Yeah, I like the nineteen fifties. The kids aesthetic, meals that come in those. I don't know if they still do it, but the kids meals used to come in these fold out cars. Bro, why are you getting all the kids meals? <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Well, those are like my last experiences at these restaurants. I haven't been to. <laughs> you gotta keep. Uh, you gotta keep the child you know, alive, or you just end up like me. Because the really Culver's bad. kids meal is the exact same size as the adult meal, except it adds a custard, and it's the only kids meal anywhere that costs more than the adult meal. It's not it the same the size. It's the same burger. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I'm not. You can't see is this, people it? listening, but I'm nodding. It, it costs more than the adult meal. Because it's more food. Huh. And it comes with a custard. Okay. <laughs> I, I hear you. And uh, 
I think it's very good. See, Carter, you're shackled by patriarchal standards to be a man, where Josh, as an actual man, is not. <laughs> I'll, eat a, I'll eat a kid. I'll eat a happy You can I, be a man and a child at the same time. There is the boundary between that is much more blurry. How blurry? Pretty blurry. <laughs> Qdoba. One. Yeah, Qdoba one. I, I hate Qdoba. I've never had a desire to go to Qdoba. I went once. I've gone twice. It was once with like the... I, think, I don't know if you were there. Sam Spear was there. I think I was yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first and last experience. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan. Not because of Sam. I love Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Negative two for Sam. <laughs> That's a lie. Sam's the coolest guy alive. He kind of is. Like, And he's engaged now. Yeah. No. Shout out. Everyone's getting engaged. Everyone, everyone is getting engaged. I'm not going to be able to come back anymore. Like, just, you're all going to be married. I'm just like... Good luck. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to do two more. McAllister's. Hey, you know about four. I'm sorry. It's you? controversial. I've been there really? once. I don't even remember it, but I, I'm a sucker for the the slide along the bar in Mexican restaurants. I've been thinking about Qdoba a lot lately. Really? Maybe this is a sign. You should go back. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's number McAllister's here. Maybe a three. I can't really judge Qdoba. It's been so long. I don't even remember. McAllister's it has been a minute. Yes, McAllister's. Give it a number. I'm gonna say I am gonna say that the quality is pretty. I think pretty high. Um, so for that reason, I will give it a three. I don't enjoy the style of food though. Not not really. I kind of do. But again, it's a sandwich. So I'm torn. I kind of want to give it a four too, because like I've never. I really enjoy it when I eat it, which is every used to be every week because my family would go there every week after church. And I love the food, but it's not the type of food that I've ever craved. Like you were saying, I've never thought like, oh, I really want a deli sandwich right now. Yeah. What about you? Three. Yeah, it's safe. And then the final jewel on this crown of fast food. Burger King. <laughs> White Castle. <laughs> I just introduced Rachel the White Castle. Oh no! Why time. would you do this? I'm trying to remember how she. To your started. wife, nonetheless. You sleep in the same bed as this person. Why would you she do never this? Never had it. She needed. A, she doesn't. She no, no. Know. She doesn't need to know. She does not need to know. <laughs> I forget how she described it, but it was really gross. Yeah, it's icky to one. eat. It's icky to eat, and it's icky to get rid of. I'm going to give it a, yeah, zero. Very low for me. Oh, yeah. Rachel described it as it, <laughs> it tasted like a burger that had already been chewed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel bad because I've only had it like twice. And the one time we were in, I think it was Louisville for uh, the cross conference, which is this really massive college conference. Um, and of course, by the time the session gets out the first night, we want food, but there's nothing open except for White Castle. Um, so we went to White Castle against our better judgment and we got a bag of sliders. We ate a bunch of them. And then I, we ended up giving the rest of our bag of sliders to some homeless guy because he was a homeless guy. <laughs> and I feel really bad because he probably had a really gnarly experience with that later because <laughs> I had a gnarly experience the next day. Yeah, it was really rough. Zero. 
You've had White Castle, right, Nathan? You've not had... Well done. You've dodged a bullet. And just as a... Uh, uh, what you call it? What do you call it, Carter? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I think Are I am. Okay. What's it called? An honorable mention, because we didn't hit it, but you said it on the last one. I do want to hit... Burger King, because I think Burger King is actually pretty undersold. I'm going to give him a mm, two and a half. Yeah, I'd give him a two-ish. I think most people hate, hate. Burger, Burger King, King falls in a category with me of KFC, where I've never met someone that's passionate for it, yeah. or like, I've never had someone recommend, we should go to Burger King in my life. I don't know who the people eating it are. I do eat it. Because actually, I think as far as fast food burgers go, like true fast food, it's one of the best fast food burgers you can get. Yeah, probably like a two, two and a half. It's, I haven't eaten it in a long time. Sorry, that's probably loud. Yeah, so that was our honorable mention, Burger King. We didn't keep track of those, so you guys can't go back and find out what their best highest rated one was. But... <laughs> It was fun. It was a good time. Okay. Do you guys have anything else you have a burning desire to say to the audience? For all three of you out there, um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Pretty much. Uh, thanks for supporting Carter and his audio dreams. What's that? I forgot we, I forgot we were being recorded. We've been doing this the whole time. See, I told you you'd forget. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us. Be back with you another bottle later. Hey, oh, sorry, are we closing? Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just feel like I had to do a confession because the whole comment about Nathan killing the snake and me being savior of snakes, I killed the snake once. Oh, no. I had to let that out there. Tune in next time to find out how Josh killed a snake. That was the copperhead, all right? All right, hey, rootin' tootin', scootin' dootin', root beer. Until Just next time, steal folks. Steal my outro from me, why don't you? Bye. Singing along with that, whatever you play. That was a beautiful train wreck of a. Conversation. <laughs>